0: available at primalblueprint.com Past episodes are available for download or to review written summaries at blog.primalblueprint.com And now, introducing your host, L Russ
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to talk about a subject many of you might think is a little woo-woo or hippy-dippy, but we're all talking about health and improving our bodies and our physical appearances internally, externally, and living our best lives. And part of that is also your happiness and your level of mental stress. And so I brought one of my favorite coaches, a lifestyle design coach, she likes to call herself, which I think is really, truly uh, apt for her her work, Cassie Parks. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Cassie has a great podcast called Manifest It Now on iTunes and also has a great website called LiveYourChampagneLife.com and also a great book that just came out on Amazon called Manifest $10,000 or Manifest 10K. You can also go to Manifest10k.com and we'll talk more about that program later in the podcast. But I want to just bring you on because everything I've heard from you and, and, and read that you've written, it's just, you have such a great attitude and so many people are missing the actual practicality of how to be happier and change your life and design your life. And so even though we can talk about law of attraction and right away, people might go, ah, can you get into that a little bit in your experience and how, not just how you got here, but how you saw it in your own life, that this was something that meant something.
2: Yeah. So I always, um, you know, I always say that I like learned the law of attraction in like eighth grade, like attracts like in science class. Um, and that something that like stuck with me is like, okay, like um and I figured I Put that as like the basis for me. And I was an athlete. So I, I studied maybe more than the average like kid about visualization and things like that. Uh, and the first time I actually ever visualized something and it came true was um, winning money in a contest at school. I visualized winning this $20. There were five $20 that you could win for probably 500 kids. And I went home and I said, I'm going to win this. I visualized, you know, close my eyes, visualized the teacher calling my name, me walking up and getting the money. And the next day, it definitely happened. And as I went on through my life, I realized like more and more that I really liked the power that comes from knowing that we get to create our own reality and we can actually choose our thoughts. Um, And you mentioned like being happier in my own life. I really realized like I wasn't happy. Everything looked happy. Everything was like, you know, it looked like I was an average, you know, 25 year old, but I wasn't super happy about what was going on in my life. Right. And you can
1: even have a good job and a good salary and great kids and still feel unfulfilled and like there's something missing. And I would challenge everyone to look at, you know, what your thoughts are. And there's so many examples, you know, that we can give of this, not only just probably practical situations with your clients um, and people that, you know, listeners who write into you. But let's talk about a basic thing everyone can kind of relate to, which is sort of like storytelling, like the kind of stories we tell about ourself. Um, I'll give one of mine, for example, like I used to deflect compliments a lot. You know, mm. so so sometimes people would say to me, this was like years ago before I learned about, you know, the law of attraction. Um, I learned about it in about 2007. But before that, um, people would say something like, you're single. Oh, but you're so pretty. I bet you get hit on like all the time. Right. And which is a very <laughs> nice compliment to say. And, right. Yeah. And I would always say back like, oh, never. No one ever asks me out. And the only guys that asked me out are like this guy or that guy or this, you know, like just it was just like what. And so I kept telling this story. And then I was like, you know, I I probably should stop telling that story because maybe I need to turn around that and also... It's just also a negative deflection of someone paying you a compliment and it's a little self downery, right? So it's just like, that's just a simple one that kind of everyone does things like that. They deflect compliments, but it also was the story I was telling about how no one ever hit on me, you know, and Mm -hmm. then things started to change and it's not, (laughs) I mean, it didn't happen like rapidly and crazy, but you know, the story started to change and it was different.
2: Yeah. I love that example because it's so true. And we are so often like until you became aware of it, you didn't even know probably how many times you had told that. Story. Oh,
1: yeah, probably even, you know, 20 times at least.
2: Yeah, definitely. And that's what gets created is the story that we keep telling ourselves, you know, with my clients, I often like catch them. One of the things that I see people do in terms of story is they think they have to tell like a bad part before a good part. So it'll be like, oh, well, I haven't gotten this yet. You know, I haven't gotten the new job yet, but I did get, you know, it'll list five good things. And that's one of the patterns that I've noticed with people is that they really feel like they have to justify the good with something bad in the beginning. And what I always say is you're telling the story that you want to happen. Like your today's story is tomorrow's reality. Like that's what's going to happen tomorrow.
1: Right. And I'll even, I want to jump in on it. I'm going to go on the other spectrum of severity on storytelling, which is mine was a very light one, but here's a heavy one where um, there was someone peripherally we knew who almost every conversation they'd get into at some point they would talk about the horrible abuse they suffered being a multiple rape victim. Now, here's the thing. That's something oof, right. It's not to say anyone shouldn't share that story, but it was like something that had happened so long prior and it kept being the focal point. And also a, a good point, another coach somewhere I heard someone say is, then you're also putting that impression in the other person's mind. Like, unless you're in a situation where that's the moment of sharing, right. You know, but this was right. like, the person was just like, it was just part of their story as if, um, I don't know if it was a sh- uh, trying to shock people or I don't know what, what, what was behind it. Maybe it was just something that, you know, got a lot of attention or sympathy. I'm not sure, but it was very haphazardly. Just, I mean, almost everybody in the town, do you know what I mean? Just anyone, you, anyone yeah. you meet. And I just kept being like, Oh, I, I wish, you know, I could say something and let her know that like maybe that's a story like unless you're grieving in that moment you need to talk to someone of course talk to people about it but you know so there's even those levels of severity have you experienced some of those things you know where people are still in something and
2: telling the story of a bad experience that happened many years ago definitely i see it a lot with um relationships similar to like you know you were saying um you know, only these kind of guys hit on me, all this. Um, So I see it with some clients that have had bad relationship pasts, really bad, whether it was abusive or otherwise, and very much like telling that story over and over again, which is gonna attract, like you said, it's so good to talk about that in the the healing space, like when you're moving through it, but to just keep reiterating it as the story is just going to keep creating that in your life and bring it more and more. And really that's defining who you are as well.
1: Yeah. And if you'd like to create a new definition of yourself or a new presentation or be a new person, then you need to look at the stories or how many times, like I wrote this in my, my upcoming book or just give examples about stress and how thoughts, you know, because thoughts, right, create emotions and therefore also can affect body. And, you know, since we talk about a body a lot, it's important to think about your thoughts, which is why I'm having you on and having this discussion. And you know, it's one of those things, right? Like, let's say someone has I uh, I don't know, like an argument with a coworker or something. It's like, do you go vent it out to one friend or do you tell five plus people the same annoying story all week long? Right. It's like, yes. not only are you allowing that annoying coworker jack your vibration, but also you're creating stress every time you retell the story because your mind doesn't know whether it's happening now or whether it happened in the past. There's just studies on that. And you as an athlete know with, you know, mental rehearsal, you know, they would hook up athletes with a bunch of, you know, not nodules and have them run a race in their mind while they were sitting still and all the same muscles fired as if they were in the actual race. So it's just one of those, you know, things. It's like it can be even on a dumb level like that. You know, and, and it's just, so it's like, what stories are we telling or how often, you know, how do you need to go into it? It's, it can be tempting, right? To jump into the water cooler talk, but that yes. does create negative emotion.
2: Yes. I love that example that you gave because it's so true. Like often one time can be like, you know, get it off your chest, whatever. But when you're repeating it, you're right. You're just recreating that emotion, that stress in your body. And that's a great question that you brought up to ask yourself is like, how many times do I need to repeat this story? And I like to also ask, like, do I want this to keep happening
1: Right. And also, do I want to put that in someone else's day? Like, do I need to retell the losing my luggage at the airport story to everybody? <laughs> you right. know? Actually, you know, what? my friends know me well enough by now. Where I had a friend who started in on one of the stories. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you about to tell me like some airport story you've all had? And he goes, I, I was. I go, don't bother. We, we've all had it.
2: Let's skip it. <laughs> because it's that. really important. Let's skip it. Let's talk. Yeah, let's skip it. And let's um, talk about something amazing going on in your life. <laughs>
1: Right. Or what we want, you know, you talked earlier and you mentioned having control and being able to create your reality. And you can, anyone here can study physics, quantum physics. You'll see that, you know, thoughts do affect matter, period. And so there's a really interesting, even though we don't have every nuance to it locked down in a, in a step by step program, you know what I mean? There's nuances, but taking responsibility, right? There's a lot of uh, some of the stories we tell are stories of blaming. Like if he didn't do that to me, I wouldn't be in this situation now. Right. Right. Or if they didn't, or look what they did to me. And I usually ask like, well, what really, what did they actually do to you? It's, it's how you reacted to what someone else did and how you're deciding to perceive it. And also just taking ownership on, um, I find that life's easier when you just sort of own every experience, even a fender bender.
2: Totally. I agree. Because then I I actually have, I can, you can take back that control or I personally too, like take back that control of like, okay, I was just, you know, This happened today. I can own it. When you can own the experience, you can own your next steps. You can own what happens next. If it's always someone else's, you're always reactive instead of proactive. And so you basically have no control over what's going on. What do you feel about sometimes as people move towards being more positive and they, they start to get into this way of
1: thinking and read about law of attraction and thoughts becoming things and, and all of the work that you do, there is, there are moments I went through it and I'm sure you did too, where the negative, I just, I hate to use anyone's actual name, but like, you know, they I mean, like the negative Nancy's <laughs> and the Debbie Downers out there in the yeah. world. You know, <laughs> you, you start to, um, it starts to be awkward. I also have received backlash too, because sometimes you get so excited and you've discovered this way of life and it really is beneficial and it does work. And then you're trying to impart it to others. And that can be, sometimes you can get negativity and trying to spread the positivity and you got to kind of tread lightly and sometimes keep it yourself for a while and just kind of observe it because sometimes you want to shout it from the rooftops when you first learn it and you really delve into it. Right. And then, but then also there's the angle of people that will drop from the wayside because you're going to be hanging out with, or you're just not going to want to be around that energy anymore. And that's a, it's a weird adjustment. Can you talk a little bit about those subjects?
2: Yeah, it is a weird adjustment. You know, it does get awkward sometimes when you're like, "Oh, I don't really like hanging out with you anymore" because you start to notice. Like that's the thing that person that person probably hasn't changed, but you've changed, and so you notice like when someone starts talking negative, it sounds like nails on a chalkboard or you know, it's it like, does. "Oh, it's I so can't obvious. be in this." It is. And this happened to me. It was hard emotionally to let go of certain people in my life or to accept that, like, I actually couldn't fix anything in that relationship. I just didn't want to hang out with them and nothing was going to make that easier. Like, I could tell them what I believe, but if they didn't want to hear the positive stuff, like you said, they're just going to shut it down and they're going to come down on you even harder. And so I had to work through that. It's not always easy, but I just decided that where I wanted to go and how I wanted to live my life was more important than who was in it. I knew one of my friends told me this when I was going through one of the struggles. She's also a coach. She said, there will be people wherever you're going and that was such a relief because even if certain friendships were falling by the wayside because it was awkward to hang out or I didn't like it, knowing that there's other people. And now that I've had this experience over and over, I know this to be true. Every time I move to a new level, there's some of the same people, but a lot of times there's new people. And it's so good to be able to hang out in a space with people who are positive and want you know, the best for themselves in their life. And the second question I do find that you sometimes have to protect if this is early and new to you. I often will advise my clients, like, don't go shout everything from the rooftop. Wait till you're really solid. And then people will just see it. And those that want to know more will usually ask or open up the conversation or it'll happen easier. Um, but we can't change anyone else.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a live by example. And also, it can honestly, you can come across some real negative walls that can then really just sort of, you know, give you a vibe you were not intending in the first place. You're intending to be positive. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. can really throw you for a loop when you try and be real positive and someone's real negative back. (laughs) Let's talk about
1: like, just like on a daily basis, um, And we'll get into probably some more details about, you know, how does someone really start this process? But let's say you're on the train of like, all right, I'm going to, we've got 60 plus thousand thoughts a day. We can't monitor all of them. But part of this process and the law of attraction is starting to just monitor your thoughts and just see what you're thinking and see what the stories you're telling and just be like, what did I just say there? Okay. What am I believing? Like I heard the other day, a friend of mine actually did say, well, you know, you have to like work to make money and live. I'm like, I know a ton of people that don't, a ton of people that really don't, or the work that they do is so fun. It's not even work. That's just, it's just a story you're telling. And as long as that story is true and the work has that dreaded sound behind it, it's going to be probably a dreadful career. But so monitoring the thoughts and you can start doing that, but then it's like, you can get into a place where you're like, all right, I'm going to set aside five minutes. I'm going to do visualization. And I want to talk about that in a minute. And then you go about your day and you just kind of like tip it off with, you know, the, the percentage is too high on the other scale. You know, you can have these moments of like, all right, to do my visualization. I'm going to get positive. And then the rest of your day is spent, you know, yelling at people or whatever it is, or <laughs> you know? So it's, it's kind of like yeah. a percentage thing. It's like making sure as much as you can of the day, but let's get into like, how do you start? Because it is with like, right. Monitoring some thoughts and like looking at what you're thinking, but can you give us some examples of like, okay, well, how can someone change? Like someone's in a really crappy job right now. And mm-hmm. I've heard people say, well, you know what? I've never been, in a fun, great job. So like, I can't even imagine what that would be like. Mm -hmm. And you know, what would you coach them on there?
2: So in there I would, I would say um, one of the things I would coach them on is like, can we find anything that's really fun at that job? Because if we can find one thing, one piece, really, you know, what you focus on starts to expand and grow. So if we can find one thing that's fun and we can put more attention and more gratitude on that, it will start to grow and that fun will start to take over. And that's hard for people to really believe in the beginning. It's like nothing's going to, my job's not going to magically change. But the truth is, the more you focus on what you want and you start choosing what you want and choosing where you focus and choosing those thoughts, your job actually does change because it's a reflection of you and what you're putting out there.
1: Right. Or you really opened yourself up for the new perfect job to kind of come in.
2: I'm glad you said that because after I stopped talking, I was like, I mean, I wanted to say that. Or what happens is that because you're so fun and you're focused on what you want, you actually just created this new job that you get to step right into or somehow, you know, happens randomly by, you know, not generally because you went out and. Often what I find is when people start to do this process, it's not that they go out and try and find another job. It's that once they shift and have that focus on that fun, positive thing, another job finds them. Exactly. Yeah.
1: They get a call from a recruiter. Someone's friend calls them and something shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, on that job thing, so it's interesting. So let's say someone's like in this job they hate or whatever, and they're just like, oh, every day, it's just like, oh, the stress, right? Because there are people that just wake mm-hmm. up with dread every Monday morning. And, I, and yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are out there and are like, yep, I, I hear you. I don't personally, but um, I, I, I've been there before uh, in, in the, the the distant past. Me too. But uh, so I know what it's like. But I always would say, I guess I would say to that person, well, you know, in the moment that you're just like cursing that job, and even if there's something not fun about it, there's certainly something you can be grateful for, right? There's something, and, even if it's for like, all right, this is feeding my family, putting a roof over mat, even if it's just that, even if that's the only redeeming feature about <laughs> about the job, Um, you know, yeah. or maybe it's like, okay, well, I'm underpaid and this sucks, but it's a ticker on my resume. That's, you know, there, there's might be something in there to look for. That's good. That could be beneficial for your future. You know, that's not even necessarily great. Now you might be learning a new skill that would be beneficial later. So, you know, it's about maybe turning, not necessarily turning around or or ignoring the negativity. You're going to, you might still experience that for a while, but it is as much as you can, right. Turning the focus on what are the positive things or like, well, you know, I really like my coworker, Joe, and we have great lunches together. You know, it could just be that.
2: Yes, exactly. I love that you said that because it's not Um, so often people just want to like go to the opposite, right? It's like, well, I can't do this because I just can't create the opposite. But it's what you said. It's turning the focus on to those things that are positive, those things that you do enjoy, whether it's lunch with a coworker or, you know, maybe there's actually like, you know, your favorite drink in the fridge. You know, they stock. I don't know whatever you like to drink or, or sometimes they bring in like, you know, a healthy snack that you like or whatever it is. If you can focus on those things that you like, then that focus starts to shift and be, you'll start to see more of what you're focused on. And that's actually the way your, your brain works. The more you focus on something, the more you see of that. So once you start focusing on those positive things that you do enjoy, you're going to see how there is more there than you've been seeing before.
1: And it seems, it, it seems illogical to people because it seems like a reversal. Like, well, people in general look at external things to happen first before mm-hmm. they feel better. That's a standard. There's a lot of people out there, which is why this is important. We're talking about this because <laughs> it's all,
2: totally another way, <laughs> another yeah. really
1: wonderful way. Right. So can you like kind of
2: touch on, you know, that angle a little bit? I think you know where I'm going there. So it's, it's really is up to you. Everybody l- a lot of people look, you know, they think it is external. Like you mentioned, like, I, oh, I have to wait for this to change. I have to wait to get a new boss. I have to wait to get a new job. I have to wait till my kids are older. I have to wait till I have a new car before I can be happy. And the truth is, if you find a way to be happy now, and sometimes that takes a little bit of work. It if it, if you haven't done it for a while, it's going to take some practice and some exploration. Um, but if you can find a way to do that first, those external things will happen faster
1: that's right. And it's funny because it's like you almost, you have to believe before you see it. It is faith. Mm-hmm. And for those of you out there who are members of religious organizations that, you know, uh, out there, it's, 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 it's you know, it's actually interchangeable, whether you want to say faith in the universe, faith in the law of attraction or faith in your God or whatnot. It's, it's, it's really reflective of the thoughts, you get what you think about, whether you like it or not, unfortunately. And there's so many nuances to this. I mean, we can't cover every question. I mean, we can answer them that, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, I can't manifest a new limb. I'm, you know, got my leg cut off. It's like, well, you can't manifest things that are impossible in this realm of reality. We don't just grow new limbs. You know, there you one would say maybe there's a probable you out there with that limb somewhere. But at the end of the day, it's like, there's things you can't do that are necessarily right. Like can't, yeah, you can't manifest a new leg, right? But that's just out of right. the realm of our physical reality. They're within, we have boundaries of like how we live in this world, biological <laughs> yeah. otherwise. So, you know, there's like a lot of challenges that come up on things like that. And they're all, I mean, there's there's so many answers to it. But in getting back to just, you have, to believe before you see it. And a lot of people think this is just a visual mental game. And there's where in lies the rub, even though every LOA teacher, law of attraction teacher out there, even including you would say, You know, you've got to feel the feelings of having whatever it is that you want first, and that begets Mm -hmm. it in reality. But people find that to be so illogical, right? They're like, "Well, right," because they're just still focused on the external. It's like, "Well, that's that's a game of pretend." Guess what? Yeah, it is, and it works.
2: Yeah, it does work. And if you can find that feeling, you know, if it's going to make you happy to have a new car or excited, and you can find a way to have those feelings now, you get that new car faster, but if you wait, you're always waiting. Yeah. Like that. What about,
1: I also love the, um, a lot of people worry and we, you know, have this Mm -hmm. thing where we worry about potential future disasters and not just saying like end of world stuff, but obviously just someone worried about something that could or could not happen. And I love how for the most part, it's really funny if you look at it, that majority of people who worry, it's like, they're always automatically going to the worst case scenario. And when I ask people like, well, let me ask you of all the worries you've had in your life about things that you were super worried and stressed out about, did any of them happen? most people are like, no,
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Most of them. Yeah. And I think they've actually started doing studies on this, but most of the things that we worry about, like never happen. And so what is that? I don't know whose quote it is, but someone says like worrying is a waste of the imagination of your imagination.
1: That's a good one. I like the, uh, someone said, uh, might've been Seth even said worrying is using your emotions to create something you don't want.
2: Yes. So again, even the the worrying is a
1: negativity output, you know, and I, I challenge everyone to try it and and look into it because there's also, you know, a lot of free podcasts online, including yours and others. And there's coaches. I had a law of attraction coach. I still do. Um, not as regularly as, as years ago when I first started, but you know, I did a search online and I did like free consultations with like three coaches and two were women and one was a guy. And I kind of was skeptical that maybe I'd resonate with a guy, but honestly it was, unquestionable. after My third free session with him, I was like, he's the one. And he's been my coach for seven years. And occasionally I talk to him and I'm sure you have people like that that just check in, you know, every now and then, or if they're going through something, they might need more coaching. Um, mm-hmm. but there's, there's so many people out there that are, that are doing this and that are into this. It's really easy to, to get in the game. How would you suggest people start? Like if they're just like, I have no idea what these girls are talking about, but yeah, I've got some negativity in my life. I don't like my relationship or my job. How do I start?
2: I like your suggestion. I would actually recommend starting with the podcast. You know, go through and do a search for Law of Attraction on iTunes and see what comes up and pick, like you said, three at a time. I like three because it gives you a variety. If you try and listen to everyone's, you'll be totally overwhelmed. But pick three. If you like one of them, listen to all of their podcasts and really get into that, get a basis. And then when you feel, or, you know, the same, it depends on what you like. If you like books, like you could also go to Amazon if you're a reader versus if you, you know, obviously if you're listening, you probably listen to podcasts. Um <laughs> But, you know, so you can do, um, you know, do it either way. Find a couple of people who've written on this subject and really read and see who resonates with you. Like, who do you find yourself going, oh, I get that. Or, you know, giving you ideas that you can try and you put them into place and you figure out like, oh, yeah, that works. And then, you know, if you feel like you want to take it to the next step, then see if they're available to be hired as a coach. I love the idea of hiring a coach because you get where you want to be so much faster. Because I always say this to my clients, like you can't see your own forest for your trees. I can see it because I'm not yeah, in and it. And your it friends the same can too, me. right? That's how it is with yeah. friends, right?
1: Everyone can see it. Your family, people know, but when they're like, okay, they're calling you on it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like everybody can see what's happening. You know, I'm sure everyone's had that moment where like everyone was like, oh yeah, we totally knew that. And you're like, I didn't know that. <laughs>
1: Let's talk about limiting beliefs. Okay. So, and limiting beliefs are some of the things we've been talking about, even involved in like what stories you might be telling may have limiting beliefs involved in there. Um, Can you share a couple like ones I've heard or some classic ones or things where people grew up with parents that were like, you know what, money doesn't grow on trees. You got to work hard (laughs) to make money, you know, um, or rich people are all bad or, you know, just things about money that were sort of memes and bad things going on. What are some classic limiting beliefs that you've experienced with clients and in general?
2: Um, All the money ones that you said. um, I have to work really hard for money. That was actually one of my own. And like, you know, business has to be hard. I do tend to attract a lot of entrepreneurs. So business has to be hard. I have to work hard to make my business grow. Nothing is easy. I get that. Limiting beliefs come up a lot. I have to make it happen is one. Uh, which sounds like that's kind of positive. But when you start to like look at how that impacts someone's life, often that means that they're just sort of, you know, trying to force every single thing to happen instead of allowing, which is sort of what we've been talking about is getting lined up and then allowing things to happen in your life.
1: Yeah, the have to to me. Rings of resistance and fear. Yes, because when you're like, I have to, and all the things, and I'm like, Yeah, whatever, I'll do it. It comes in right away. Like whenever it's like, Ah, I, I whatever, like it just shows up. Like whenever it's a total throwaway. Because when the everything you have the least resistance to, and that you're, or I guess just a positive, like, Yeah, okay, that'll happen. Maybe sure. Like you just believe it, almost in a in a flyby thought, and that's the thing that shows up the quickest in my experience.
2: Yes, <laughs> I agree. And I'll get a lot of clients will come there like when I just like think about it once and like let it go, it happens. I'm like, yeah, because you let it go. <laughs> You're not trying to sit there like forcing it 24 seven. I would love to share with everybody here right now. I'm surprised I did not bring
1: this up in the beginning, which is that <laughs> you live at the Four Seasons. I do. I (laughs) love that. First of all, there's a Four Seasons near me that I found out I could join and I joined it for a year and it was like the most incredible because, you know, the spa, the pool, the whole deal, it's amazing. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. But you live there. So like you are, you know, you're living there. I mean, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. And you used to live nearby and you, you put that visualization out there and used to even drive by as if that were your route to home. I mean, you even put some things in actual practical practice instead of just visualization. Can you kind of talk about your, your, your journey on getting to the four seasons? I just love that.
2: Yeah, definitely. So you're totally right. You know, I used to live, it's literally like around the block and I could see from my balcony and I was like, oh, I want to live there. I want to have, I'm a balcony person. Like there's huge, my balcony is huge. And I was just like, I want to live there. And so as I started to move forward in my business and doing some of my other things that line up, um, I'm like, all right, I can, you know, now move into, you know, is that a place where I was doing some work? And I said, okay, you know, when I have this income in my business, I'll be, I'll be living there. And I said, all right, I'm going to start working on manifesting that faster than you know um, what it looks projected on paper and so yeah so speaking of stories um, I can't believe I didn't bring this one up in the beginning either but you know one of the stories I tell I always tell my clients like find the truth um, tell a story that you can there's some buy into but is also like you can see it's happening it's a stretch so one of the things that I did first and foremost was come see a place at the four seasons so that I knew what the experience was like to walk through the lobby um, to you know I started going to the spa as well because I wanted to pretend like that was my place. You know, I I was just going downstairs and going to the spa. But when we met with the other realtor, you know, she's like, okay, what's your plan? I said, it was December. And I said, oh, uh, you know, I am, you know, my business is growing, which was true. I said, and I really, I want to move in here. I want to do it by April. Um, And at this point, my income was not Was not yeah yeah, justifying that at all
1: (laughs) yeah you were acting as if in a way I mean there's a little bit of pretend but there's a little truth in it you're like well it's growing it could it could blow up that much right it it could right right.
2: I'm like yeah yeah. I'm like ninety days from now I said it's growing and I and I can see like ninety days from now I'm gonna be ready so I just want to look at places now so that I don't really have to think about it once I'm ready I know exactly which apartment I you know which floor plan. I want all of that. And so I would tell her that and we would, we would end up coming to see places about once a month. And I would just keep telling that same story. And I'd say, yep, everything is on track. Everything is growing. Everything is going so well. So I would do that. I changed the, like you said, and I said, okay, what's different in my life? Because the thing is that I think a lot of people think we just have to think about it. But um, I really talk about like stepping into being the person who has that. So I would tell the story. Um, I would Like you said, drive the route. Like I changed the route that I came home. I made sure I got into the lane that I would get into when I turn into the Four Seasons off of this one light. You know, instead of staying in the right lane, I'd make sure to get over to the left because if I was living at the Four Seasons, that's what I would be doing so that my reality started to match what I wanted to have happen. And I was acting as if. As much as possible, you know, I'd go out for a walk as well in the morning and I would take the route that took me as if I was entering and leaving the four seasons, which wasn't my traditional um, route when I go for my morning walk. And so I do all those things, including, you know, like I said, going to the spa as a way to really step in and get in touch with that reality that I wanted to be true and that I was drawing into my life.
1: Right. And even if you don't live around the corner from it, or if you can occasionally maybe drive to the neighborhood, take a a walk or or hang out in the neighborhood at a coffee shop where you'd like to live, you know, any, any kind of those moves, you don't have to do anything physical. It can be visualization and you can manifest things those way, but you just full forced it. You were like, I'm going to, you know, this is like, you just had the, and you had the availability nearby to be able to, to really kind of do everything you could. It doesn't always take that, but it really probably increased your vibration just a hundredfold
2: (laughs) by doing that. Yeah, definitely, I would say. And I love, and yeah, you can totally visualize. I'm like a speed person. I like to get there as fast as possible. So I'm always like, okay, what else can I do?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. Um, What are some other things people do? Like, for example, let's say you really want a BMW, you know, you can not only just go mm-hmm. test drive one or actually just go sit in one of the dealership. I've done that. Um, But you can actually, like, you know, buy a keychain. Maybe just yes. buy the keychain, right? Like, there's a, you right. know, what are some things like that that have, you know, you've kind of noticed, like, oh, yeah, like, or you've done in those kind of arenas? <laughs>
2: So you can buy the keychain, you can imagine, you know, what it's going to be, you know, if you go test drive it, I always suggest test driving it because you know what it's going to feel like. Um, and this, I realized in my my Jeep, I got a new um, sound system stereo, but it was actually, I could change it to the color. I could change the color. So like if I wanted to manifest a BMW, I could, ch- I can change the color to what would be the inside buttons of a BMW. Or if it was, you know, a Honda, I could change it to whatever that color was to sort of give that physical reality. But when you go test drive it, the thing I like to tell people to do is focus on how that feels and then imagine, you know, what's the what's like the song you want to listen to when you're like just first in the drive. ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that first drive, like what's that, you know, so you can, you know, make a CD or playlist. Yeah, the playlist. Of, That's of the a song. great idea. Doing a yeah.
1: playlist for your first drive in your car. Like that is something you don't even have to leave the house to do.
2: Exactly. Yeah, you can do that. Um, When you do do a test drive and you know how that makes you feel, um, because sometimes we think things are going to make us feel one way and it's actually another. Like you might think that getting a new BMW is going to make you feel happy, but when you get in it, it's like exciting. And so then find things that activate that same excited feeling. And it might not have anything to do with the car, but if you can get in touch more with that feeling, it's going to happen faster.
1: Yeah. you might decide you you don't want the BMW. <laughs> you <laughs> want to go test drive a Porsche and maybe that's messed that car. Um, I've also had the experience where, be careful what you wish for because you'll get it. But I've I've had a couple of scenarios where like I actually manifested years ago a 17 inch MacBook Pro for free. But actually I got it and I was like this is kind of too big. I want the 15 inch. Like I <laughs> now that's a great first pro, first class problem. And I actually in this yeah. crazy one I manifested a, a free iPod Touch at the time when iPhones first came out because I had seen the iPhone. I was like that's huge. I don't want that. Like because it was the first one because it looked weird. Yeah. it was just too much. And so actually I manifested a free iPod Touch. And then I when I got it I was like. Actually, I want the iPhone, even though the iPod touch and the MacBook pro 18 inch or 17 inch was on my vision board and I did manifest them. But then I got them and I changed my mind. I actually was like, I want some, you know, I still got them and yeah. that was great. But that can actually happen too. And nothing wrong with that. Better than nothing. Um Exactly. Free MacBook pros. Free MacBook pro. <laughs> Um what um what about let's talk about manifest 10k and your book and the course it's so great there's there's a couple different things you have you've got a book on Amazon that's free for Kindle unlimited members on there probably prime and then it's 2.99 on Amazon if you just want to buy the the ebook and you also have this course that I'm currently in 30 days of and already manifested money out of nowhere um, and it's your manifest 10 K.com course. And I paid a dollar and there was no, like you have to cancel, you're going to get charged. It was just like honor system. Here's a dollar. If you like to give what, 10% of whatever you manifest, mm-hmm. you know, to me afterwards. Great. And it came with like what 30 audio recordings. It was so great yeah. of you coaching for like 10 or 15 minutes, which was just like these mini little podcasts. I, because I am a sort of a, a, I consider myself to be a great manifester and kind of practicing this for a while. I was like, all right, let me test this out. I'm going to test this out. And I didn't, I don't, I didn't know you actually at all. You didn't know me. Um, I actually contacted you because of this. <laughs> so, cause it was that great. So I took the course and, um, I actually speed listened to all of them, which I necessarily wouldn't necessarily suggest to everyone. You might need to do it daily if you're a beginner at this, but you know, I'm, I am who I am. I do the stuff. So I was like, I'm just going to like, I listened to like 10 a day or something for a couple of days. And I just loved it so much. And I said, I put out there, I said, all right, I want money to come in. That would be absolutely unforeseen. I'm happy with foreseen things like, you know, new clients or this or new opportunities or a, or an acting gig or anything that would pay me. That would be great. That but those are things that are l- not likely, but more probable. I want something that's out of fricking nowhere just to test it, to test it. Mm-hmm. And you're actually hearing this for the first time right now, by the way. Yes, uh, I'm sorry, excited. So um, it was really random how it happened. So I've been so busy writing a book for the past year that I, really had disregarded my bank account and checking stuff and making sure I had just blew the whole thing off. I just was like in a whole nother world. And, um, and I'm sure you know how that is. So I kind of blew it off. And in the back of my mind, I was like, ah, I got, you know, I got to like, just sit down and do this now that the book's done. And I got to like, go in there and like, see what's up. I really just blew it off. Not good. It was not feeling good. Right. So one day it prompted me. I was, I was just kind of forced. I was on my way to a doctor's appointment. And, um, I had a sinking feeling that the insurance company that I was, that I get my health benefits through, they had screwed up like an automatic payment at one point And like my, you know, thing got weird. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't trust it. So I was like, I'm going to call them and to make sure they, you know, and so in the process, I actually went onto my bank account to look, to see like, did they withdraw the money? I want to make sure this stuff's paid before I bother going in there. And while I was looking in there, I was like, wait, what is this? And I won't mention the company. It's not necessarily their fault. <laughs> But for the past like 18 months, and I didn't catch it even before. So even before, I mean, there probably was like a year, year and a half writing the book, but seriously, I didn't even catch this before then, was there was a deduction for $90 a month for a yoga unlimited membership that I had not stepped in there in 18 months. What had happened was I signed up for it. And then the day later I walked in and you'll love this. I said, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm new to the area. And I just found out you could join the four seasons and I'd rather join the four (laughs) seasons. And I'm so sorry. And I know I just signed up yesterday for like a year long or whatever, you know, the unlimited, you know, monthly. And I'm so sorry. And they're like, don't even worry about it. Like whatever. We'll just not charge you. But they've been charging me for it. So basically, like I had a $1,800 <laughs> savings pop up. They're like, oh, my God. And they just cut me a check. Now, granted, it was uh, technically my money that like, but it, it was just such a funny it was just like the start. It was like the first five days of doing your course that that happened. And then that just was like excited me. And then other stuff came in that was probable in my life. That was awesome still because it came in, right? Any new business yeah. or any new things or opportunities are are always great. Um, I also had a friend who uh, a year I borrowed some money. I didn't even think about it. It wasn't that much. It had been like a year though. And I was like, ah, whatever, maybe I'll get it back. And they reached out and paid me back. So that was money that showed up <laughs> out of nowhere too. And I'm someone that does this all the time in general. And I, I love the law of attraction. So I love that I intended on it being something that literally I could not have foreseen because I wanted to, to be, cause that's the magic of it is yeah. sometimes this stuff does come out. And you do get, you're like, wow, that's so weird. I was you know, thinking about a new job or something. And then someone called me about it. like, that's not weird. That's how it works. Right. So, so, so I owe you money, Cassie. And <laughs> which is great. Uh, so I really am a big fan. And then I I'm still, I'm like 30, 40 days in or whatever. And it's like a 90 day thing. Um, but then I reached out to you because I was like, I, I love your podcast. And I just love that I had that experience with that, particularly that it was such a random thing. But the thing is, is that had I kept on, it was also a nice lesson wrapped in the gift because it was like, you really need to look at this stuff because this could happen. And clearly mm-hmm. I had just blown it off. And how knows how much longer I would have just kept on that train if I didn't get back on it. And thank God I did. Cause I was getting a lot of money taken out. For
2: month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, and then just other things like, uh, I really needed a sort of portable air conditioner for my, for my cottage. And, uh, so I looked at a bunch online and I was like, all right, cool. It was like $300 or something. And I was like, all right, I'll 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 buy that next week or whatever. And then I went hiking with a friend and she was talking about how they got this new air conditioning system and they were so excited. And she was going to sell these two portable air conditioners they had. <laughs> they were barely used. Like they had had them for like a year and they didn't even use them. And I was like, really? I go, well, what are you selling yours for? So basically I got a $500 portable air conditioner at like 15 BTUs for 300 versus a Three hundred dollar, you know, air conditioner for like eight thousand. Like, it's more powerful, it's better. I got a five hundred dollar air conditioner, and it was the easy exchange ever. Like, I'm like, I do my air conditioning shopping in the mountains. Like, this is great. My (laughs) friend drops off the air conditioner and put in my car. Okay, like that saved me a trip even to the Target or the whatever. So, and help them out. Then they didn't have to post it on Craigslist. Like things like that happen all the time if you're, you know, just putting it out there like that. So I love your course and that's what happened with that and part of the air conditioner. So even in your course, I would consider that, you know, that's $200 there, you know, that's sort of $200 because I got a $500 air conditioner, you know, for 300 bucks. And so that's a great savings right there. I feel like that's money in the pocket, even though it wasn't even intended to be, it just seems like, well, I, I still got the better system.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. I love, I love hearing stories like this. Um, and I'm so glad that you are, you know, willing to share cause it's, it happens every day in the course. Like, you know, somebody you'll get somebody a couple weeks ago, like I got a loan forgiveness. So they're working on a forgiveness of a loan or something like that. And they're like, I've been working on this for three years and nothing happened, started the course and it's all taken care of. New jobs, people who've been looking for jobs for multiple years, and like they, they'll get three interviews within you know a week of signing up for the course. Exactly.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. It's really great, and my experience was so profound. And I mean, it's continuing, and I love just how those things came in right off the bat, like within the first, just right away. And honestly, I had a moment where I was like because it was just trippy because I really, it was like a couple days before that I put out that I wanted to be random. Like I want this to be something I could not. And like, honestly, I had no idea that money was being taken out of my account. Like what? Um, and then all the other things that happened too, you know, but that was the biggest chunk yeah. of it for first. That was just a big win, like right away, like a, almost a forced savings, you know, in a, some way. Yeah. There. And then, and then I think that just jazzed me up even more my vibration that that's why like the friend paid me back the money they owed me and then like got there. Like it just kept rolling. Um. So yeah. So and and again, like I paid a dollar for that course. And of course I will pay you a percentage of that because that's on our system, but your book also is, essentially the course, but in writing as well. And you offer Mm -hmm. both. You also have like a Facebook group. There's so many, so many varieties of ways you, you connect people together. Can you talk about that presence in the course?
2: Yeah. So I have that Facebook group that goes along with the course. Um, and the big reason for that is that, um, you know, we talked about this, like how it can be when you're a new person and you're starting out, you want to be more positive, but maybe the people in your life aren't positive. Like I really, it was important to me to create a community where people could come share and they could celebrate, um, because like you mentioned you know once one thing happens your vibration raises and more and more stuff happens and i've found over the years that when people have a place to celebrate and they really get a share in that safe nurturing growth space that things happen faster uh, so the Manifest 10K Facebook group goes along with that. I also have the LOA Lifestyle Design Facebook group, which is um, similar, all about, you know, stepping into the life that you want in that evidence. Because again, it's just so important to me to connect people because I remember what it was like. I don't know if this happened to you, but when I first started out, there wasn't a lot of people that I could share like those random things with, you mm-hmm. know, that I knew were like significant, but nobody else quite got it.
1: Yeah. I got lucky where, well, it was actually funny. A good friend of mine and I had ripped on law of attraction and the secret and all that stuff. When it came out before (laughs) we ever saw it, we just were like, whatever. BS, not buying it. We were like totally skeptical. And then, <laughs> and then we both, uh, a friend of mine had some crazy experiences with that law of attraction. I knew they weren't lying to me about them. Like, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they adamantly suggested I listen to the audiobook of the secret instead of the movie. Both are great, but the audio book is longer and it's just, um, you know, there's a little bit of a cheesy production value on the movie. So I think that turns off some people. Um, but I, we both, so we both listened to it and we both were struck by it. So I actually was lucky in that I had one friend who was kind of learning it with me and we kind of had a secret about the secret <laughs> a little bit at first. Yeah. <laughs> and, then awesome. we, and then we kind of got into it and honestly I introduced it to a couple of friends that jumped on board. So, and then actually I used the law of attraction to attract more people who believed in the law of attraction, mm-hmm. literally. And even in the past year, as I just put out, I wrote, I write things down and I wrote so happy and grateful now that I've attracted more people in my life that think the way that I do. And, you know, are genuinely positive, or even if they don't believe in the law of attraction, that they're genuinely just naturally positively tinged in some way.
2: Oh, I love that. And isn't it so cool when like you get to experience that in your life and you're like, I created that. I know I did.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, well, how that, cause then you go isn't that weird, that coincidence, like, well, you know, it's funny cause I, I forgot if Dwayne du- Dyer said it first, but coincide in mathematics means go together, not random. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about lifestyle design.
2: Yeah. So I call myself a lifestyle design coach because that's really what I do. So a lot of um, you know, I started out doing like pieces of you know, um obviously I start with money because that's a hot topic for people, but I used to do sort of like sections like money and relationships and all you know a business, and what I realized um, for myself and this happened in the process of stepping away from my corporate job and really stepping into the role of a coach full time is that when you can create the full picture like everything that you want and see how that all connects and who you are when you're going to be living that life. Um, I found that that really speeds up the process quicker. And then it also, it's all encompassing. You know, you have the relationships, including the friendships that you want. You have the business that you want, if that's what you do and, and the money and and all of it come together versus just focusing on one piece at a time. I just found that there was more success in really designing that life that you wanted to be living.
1: I love it. Well, and you know, you're you're definitely so living it yourself. That's totally the champagne life at the forties. I love it. (laughs) You know, I want to backtrack a little bit. I want to get back into the topic um, quickly about like there are people that then will beat themselves up for the negative thoughts. Like I'm like, I know I should be thinking that. I know I should be thinking that, and that's in line with limiting beliefs. And I know you've got something to say about that because you know we can dig forever and ever and look into like all of the shitty beliefs we have but you know Mm. at some point you have to move past that because then that's just an attachment and a story too so can you talk a little bit about that like we want to define them you want to look at some thoughts and see where the thinking can Mm. be changed but can you touch on this more
2: Yeah. So what I found in my years of work doing this with people and myself is that in the beginning, like looking at those limiting beliefs and really like figuring out what they are so that they sort of release or you do some things to release them, um, like that feels really good. And that gets us to a certain point, right? That often makes your life feel better, more positive. But what I found happens is that often there's then a stall pattern because people are still trying to go back and fix limiting beliefs. Um, and as long as you keep looking for them, you'll find them. I mean, that's right. la- the law of attraction, right? Um, and so, but if you can almost just say, okay, I'm good enough right here and I'm going to start creating what I want and really put the energy into creating who you want to be in that life that you want to be living the limiting beliefs, if they're there and you need to deal with them, they'll come up in that process as you step into that version of yourself who has that life you want. And if they're not, Important, they won't come up. And I just found that like stepping into who you want to be is a lot faster way to get there. There comes a point where you can't fix anything else um, to get you where you want to be. You actually have to grow into that space. Right. I love that. A
1: lot of times people feel like, well, affirmations saying an affirmation that it's not true, though, right, at the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, if anyone really looks into this work that's been done with people that have healed from really serious stuff, um, those people who have recovered have said things like, you know, at first it did feel like I was lying to myself to look in the mirror and say, I love you. It felt weird. It was awkward. And it felt like a bunch of BS. And it Mm -hmm. does at first sometimes feel a little awkward to either act as if you're confident when you're trying to gain confidence. You know, I always tell people Mm -hmm. like, like one time, so I, you know, I'm an actor and someone asked me once, they're like, how, how how do you not, how are you not nervous before an audition? Mm and i said um well i act like i'm not nervous <laughs> I love that. Because that's your first acting job right there. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's your job is to act in there like this is nothing. You got this. I mean, that's how it's part of the is part of the deal. Um, so it, it does work though. You act as if, and that goes a long way with, you know, often people who don't have a lot of confidence find out that people who do have a lot of confidence still have moments of doubt. It's just the differences is um, and I'm that person too. There's still moments before an audition or something where I'll be like, Oh God, who am I kidding? Right. Or you know, there's a moment of just like, <laughs> Oh my god, what am I and then it, it might be a second, not every time, but it it'll come up occasionally and, and then you just go. Hold on a second. I love this. Like I'm. It just has takes a little self talk to go. What am I doing? I'm going to kick it. Like and and it's it's a cheerleading and it may seem fake and whatever. But after a while, it becomes the norm and it becomes what you do believe and then you're attracting that. So, can you talk about affirmations and that whole process? And you know what I mean? Because a lot of people just feel like well, to put a little note on my door saying you know you are wealthy and abundant feels just like BS because all these bills are on my table.
2: Right. And I like affirmations as a reminder. Um, I often tell people, like, find the ones that feel powerful. Like, you will find if you sort of play with them for a little bit, you know, like, you are wealthy and abundant, might not feel powerful, but, um, you know, money flows to me might feel more powerful. Right. So even though it might not feel a hundred percent right away, find the ones that really feel a little bit more powerful to you. Um, I think that's a great way to start. Um, And then, like you said, just practice. Often in the beginning, it doesn't feel, um, normal or you're like, this isn't true, but that can be true of most things in your life, right? Even when we learned to walk, that wasn't normal. It didn't feel comfortable, right? I have young nieces and nephews, so like you're wobbly. (laughs) It's not like you just automatically know how to do that. It feels totally great. You have your balance, right? Your whole life, you have been doing things that didn't feel um, normal at first or routine at first or really super easy at first. So the key is to just treat this like anything else in your life. Like keep practicing, keep doing it, keep saying it and watch and notice and then take note, like what's changing in your life. I think that's the one thing um, that I see a lot of people do is that they don't make a list. I call it like an evidence log or an it's happening log. They don't make note of those things that are changing. And so if you don't make note of them sometimes you miss them like you miss the things that are changing or you forget right you forget that 5 days ago oh yeah some money came in easily right and yeah, as you, you remind yourself you have
1: to remind yourself of all of the previous manifeta- manifestations sometimes and if you haven't had any of those that you thought were intentional then go back to the times in your life and and imagine those moments where you have you've been a winner or you've been you know you had a great moment you know Mhm
2: Yeah exactly and really start to like just even just setting the intention, like, I'm gonna pay attention and I'm gonna see how this is working, right? And really going into it with, like, this is gonna work. I'm gonna follow through. I'm committing, like, commit to 30 days or commit to 90 days with your affirmation. And then if you feel like it's not, like, change it up or, or, um, you know, look into a different coach who does like a di- little bit different um, type of thing. Let's go back to the 10K. So, why did you choose 10K? Mm, I love this question. So, the course actually started being called money, money, money. And like it was just a song. way to <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I really like that. <laughs> and it was um because you know what we focus on. So I like I liked the three monies.
1: And it reminds me um, of the ABBA song. Money, money, yes. money.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um and so it was just like drawing, you know, it was like it, it was just to be able to draw more money in. And what I found is I started working with people, you know, probably like a thousand people have gone through the course. So when about 500 had gone through, I started looking at what they were doing. And I looked at the list of what people were manifesting money for and kind of like adding it up and saying, you know, well, how much is this total? You know, and what I realized is that $10,000 seemed like a that changes that has a big impact on most people's life. Um, like your life will be, that has a significant, um, impact to change. So number one, number two, it's not so big. So often when people start where they want to manifest money, it's like they go for the millions and most people's brain can't conceive millions. It was funny. I was working out this morning and, uh, the sweepstakes commercial came on. Right. And they were like five grand a week. And I was like, "That's weird." It's you know, because that's two hundred sixty thousand dollars a year. But most people who can't comprehend two hundred sixty thousand dollars a year, but they know what five grand feels like. Right. So I thought it was filled out like that. It
1: makes sense. It can you can wrap your brain around it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's why I picked ten k because most people can come up with okay, how does that look and feel in my life? It makes a difference. It's not so big that you get overwhelmed, but it's big enough that it's a stretch for most people.
1: Yeah. And you know, there's, there's something to be said about the odds of things and our believability. Like I've always been a contest winner since I was a kid. Awesome. And I, and I always naturally told the story before I even was law of attraction. I'm like, I always win contests. I mean, this is like <laughs> literally a story. And then a couple of years ago, and I have, I thankfully I have lots of friends who can, who can back me up. Um, there was a contest in Maui, I was going to Maui and I was like, I wonder if there's like a, I don't know, like a contest or something like a surf contest or some sort of thing. There was some like stand up paddleboard event for a women's health at the beach. And they were having a contest where if you just showed up, it was like the first annual one. If you just showed up, they gave you one ticket that went into a box. You didn't pay for anything. You couldn't like get extra raffle tickets. It was just, if you participated in the event, you got a chance at winning the grand prize, which was like a $2,000 stand up paddleboard. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to win. We're going, I'm like, we're going, I'm winning that board. I said to my friend, I was going, I told a bunch of friends, I'm like, I'm going to this thing on January 9th and I'm winning this board. I'm coming. And I told my friend, I go, you manifested too. One of us is coming back with this board. And when mm-hmm. I got to the beach, I saw there were like about 300 people there and I saw the odds and I was like, oh, I got this. And I did win the board. I did. Um, <laughs> but I the 300 people. Um, and you know, all my cousins who lived there were like, what? That's crazy. And I'm like, all oh, my friends were like, no, it's not. We've been hearing about this for like two months now. Um, but, uh, the, the odds like felt, I totally believed it for some reason. Mm-hmm. The odds made a difference. That's why I'm mean, probably haven't won the lottery yet, but in, there's a lot of reasons probably why too. But in general, like people can't wrap their heads around the odds of that because they know what those odds are and it doesn't seem believable when the odds are smaller or seemingly manageable, like 10 K or okay, 300 people in this contest. I, I got this. Mm-hmm. you're, you're, the juices get flowing that, like, I can actually win this. And the intention just to me was so much stronger because my believability.
2: Yeah. Oh, totally. And when you can see, like, oh, yeah, it's possible, like, you do, you just have that m- more belief. Um, And then you can practice, right? So like you can take that, you know, when you manifest $10,000 or you manifest one in 300, like the next time, you know, you probably, because you've been telling this story for a long time. So probably even if there's a bigger number of people, you believe it's possible, but someone else could go, okay, I won one out of 300. Now I can win one out of 500. I know I can win one out of a thousand.
1: Right. Just keep upping the ante. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Until you get to those bigger and bigger numbers. But you, you know, we got to learn in that space where there is that believability. It's not so overwhelming that we can't even comprehend how it would happen.
1: In terms of your coaching and what, you know, you've you've worked with so many people and had so many people in your courses. What would you say would be a great example of someone who was a skeptical nonbeliever and then how did they do their 180 you know like what are some good success stories that really stand out to you were like oh someone was you know broken hating it and then manifested a great job I and mean, i know you have a bunch of them there's got to be a couple couple
2: great ones in there. Mine are mostly, um, what's popping into my head and I'm going to think about the 180s too, is like, uh, I have a client specifically, um, and we've been working together for about six months and she was, um, she always calls herself a recovering how addict, um, because she was so totally like, I have to figure out how every single thing is going to happen. And so her 180 is really just like letting go and all these amazing experiences and things are happening in her life because she's just like, this is what I want to happen, but doesn't, doesn't try and force how it's going to happen, just lets the universe do the heavy lifting. Um, So that's a really great one. Um, I want you to expand
1: on that because we didn't talk about that.
2: that yet. And that's actually a great thing to mention
1: in this whole law of attraction game is that, Is that whole point about controlling the how, because there's a lot of people that are like, okay, I know what I want to manifest and I intend it. And then they try to take crazy action force something to happen in a certain way. And in my experience, everything that I've wanted has come in a way I could not ever have otherwise have scripted or even imagined it myself. It's been even a better way. (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. So (laughs) it's like you you are, you
1: are like limiting an otherwise unlimited universe of probabilities when you try to control the how, and I would love, I know you have such a great thing on this. I'd love to hear more about that from you.
2: Yeah, definitely. So I, you know, when you choose one way, I even think this about winning the lottery we were just talking about that. You know, I always tell people like, even if you pick, like I want to win the lottery, you're really limiting the universe's potential because that's the one thing you want. Like, um, When what you probably really want is the millions of dollars. It's not actually winning the lottery. It's the millions of dollars. But so often people will set an intention and then they'll try and control the how, you know, which is absolutely the opposite of the law of attraction. (laughs) You know, um, setting the intention and sort of letting that happen is um really the way to do it. When we start to control the how, like you said, you're bringing that probability way down of you getting that because you're saying, this is the only way I want it to happen. Or the when there way are, I think
1: it can happen. Like, yeah. The only way I'll ever be a multimillionaire is if I win the lottery because there's no lottery. other way I could see it happening otherwise. And that just right there is limiting all future abundance potential.
2: Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because there's so many other probabilities of the way that it can happen. And what I've, you know, I did a poll in my course a while back. I just um I had some people that I talked to specifically that were really successful in the course. And one of the questions I asked is, did the money manifest the way that you thought that it would? And a hundred percent was like, no, absolutely not. Including me. Yeah. No. Yeah. Including yeah, including you. And it never, it never does because there's so many ways that things can happen that we don't see. And when you, when you try and control them, you can't see those. But when you really just set the intention for what you want and you let go, everything can be manifested easily the way that you want. Just like, you know, even getting that air conditioner, I always say, you know, like you thought it was going to come by, by going in the store and buying it. But, you know, just by wanting it, the universe can deliver it in a totally easy way while you're hiking up a mountain, doing something that you love.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <It> shows up. <laughs> Um, and it's even better <laughs> yeah. than I the thing that I was going to buy in the first place. I mean, I got it. I got it. like <laughs> it was upgraded. I got an upgrade without having to even really kind of do anything different with my life or even go on an extra errand. Even that, yes, you know, even oh. an extra because it would have been an extra hour out of my time to go to you know one of those stores that had them. So mm. uh, it was a it was a planned trip, and then it just became like, well, I'm going to go hike with her anyway. She'll just drop off there, <laughs> yeah. give
2: her the money, and we're done we're done, right? Yeah, exactly. That was uh, when I went, when I changed it over to the manifest 10k, I always, I go through the course every so often myself. And when I changed it to manifest 10k, I went through it. And one of the things I wanted was a couch and the same thing. Like I ended up with this really cool purple couch, which is something I don't even know where you would go to buy it. Like right. I can't even come up to the store, um, where you go buy it. But it was like, somebody gave it to a cousin of mine. He was like, yeah, I don't really want that, but she made me take it. And I was like, Oh, it's for me. <laughs> I think that was meant to be mine. Yeah. Yeah. Especially
1: when you have, uh, especially when they're like, because you were probably planning, I'm like, okay, well, I want a couch and, you know, I might get one or I might not, but it just came to you in a way that you didn't have to go purchase it. And it was probably even a better exchange and cheaper than, you know, and a lot less of a hassle.
2: Definitely. Yeah. For me, it was free and it was, I didn't like exactly. he delivered it for me. Yeah. He delivered it. I didn't even like really have to like go through the whole, you know, figuring out how I was going to get it. And yeah, it was just, and I was, I was planning on paying for it. I'm like, okay, I'll like pay for it. No big deal. It's like, it's what I want. Um, but yeah, when it just shows up easily and that's sometimes the more fun even part is, um, when you really get into this stuff is like the ease of how stuff shows up in addition to the money savings.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I love, um, I love that, you know, what I love about your program is that everyone, it's a great way to, to, to test it for people and to get into it because money is usually something people would like a little more of, or extra of it's something Mm -hmm. like really tangible. And so, you know, it's kind of a a great introduction, even to getting into the law of attraction and, and at at the very greatest, you, you manifest 10 K or more. And I'm sure you've had that too. I know you've had people that have even manifested more than that.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've had people that manifested, you know, twenty, twenty-five thousand, even 25000 even $100,000 um, by just going through the process and shifting their focus onto what they want. And I love because I'll hear from people, especially that manifest big amounts, they're like, what I realized is I just have to focus on what I want and not worry about it, not worry about that how, like just be really with what I want and honor that and focus on that.
1: And the thing is, is we will wrap it up here soon. I could talk to you for five hours about the subject. There's so many avenues and angles to it. But when people go, well, well, how do I think about it? Usually people, the way they think about it is the how they're trying to strategize and they're trying to plan. And when people are, I first seems weird is like, what you mean? Daydreaming at the beach is actually the work I need to do. And I'm like, yeah, actually, yeah, that's it. That's the word. Yeah. Though, but that that's is the word. getting yourself into that vibration. If you have to put a five minute iPhone timer and make everything quiet and just visualize yourself in the sand on the beach in Maui because you want a vacation there or whatever that is, people, you know, go, well, oh, that's ridiculous. That's it. It's like, you know what? What do you have to lose? Try it. Try it for six months. You know, just try it. It, it. it does work and it's pretty magical and amazing, but you have to make the time and effort for it. And at first, it can seem a little silly. You know, it can be like people feel feel like, well, that's not really working at a goal though. That's not working towards it. And you're like, right. That's the whole point. It's a lot easier. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You don't have have to work
2: so hard. It is so much easier. Yeah. And I love that you said that, like, that's such a great way to get started. Like just set a timer on your iPhone, five minutes, like Give, what's the worst that can happen if you give yourself a five minute mental break at the beach twice a day?
1: Talk about scripting, because that's that's one thing we'll we'll uh, wrap up there after. But okay. scripting is really honestly such a wonderful thing when you when you write anything down, even if it's a list of goals, like I'll write things as if they've already happened. Like I'm so happy now that I'm driving my new whatever. And and then mm-hmm. what I do is I print it out and I'll read it and try to get in the feelings. I can't tell you how many lists I have with highlighters crossing off all the things that have manifested some of them are pretty <laughs> crazy and amazing. And so I think sometimes writing it down really, it does imprint the subconscious and, you know, people who talk about the power of the subconscious mind and all the writers from back in even the sixties, um, you know, talk about that, that exercise being something that really imprints it. And you suggest that too. And it's, it's sort of scripting, like, how do you want your life to be? Can you kind of give us an example so people can kind of get an idea, you know, of how they might do that?
2: Yeah. So I, um, always suggest, um, and I go deep. So my scripting really encompasses not just, um, you know, I'm so happy that I have more money, but it's really like, I'm so happy that I'm living this life that I love, um, you know, with all these things. And so, a um, couple of things that I do specifically with scripting is I always say first person and do it in the past tense. So we talked a little bit about with affirmations, how your brain can be like, that's not true. You know, it can feel not true. Um, and your brain will like, cause it will look around at its reality and go, well, that's not entirely true right now. But if you write things in the past as if they've already happened. So like I describe it as you're journaling at the end of your perfect day, t- you know, just journaling every single moment of it there's, there doesn't come up that sort of, I call it the argument of your brain. It's like, Oh, okay. That happened today. Like for some reason, when you do it in the past, your brain really doesn't have that resistance to it. So it's a really juicy spot to be. Um, and then I always suggest people, you know, talk, tap into the feelings in scripting. So it'll, you know, say what happened. If it's like, I woke up, you know, I felt rested. Um, I smelled the coffee. I'm so grateful. Um that there's an amazing person in my life who makes coffee for me. Okay. Um <laughs> that's a good start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so really you're getting into that feeling, you're activating the senses, which I, activate I love my new home,
1: I love my view, and then I can you're just, I mean, just anything about if you want a new home or let's say you want to take a vacation. I mean, how would you script something like a beach vacation in Hawaii? I mean, would it be just uh, I loved my trip and kind of the past tense and kind of talk about some of the details.
2: Yeah. Or I would even, um, if it was a trip to Hawaii, I'd probably do like in the middle of the trip. So if you're going like Sunday to Sunday script Wednesday and really I always, yeah, I always suggest like start waking up. So like I woke up, um, I heard the waves crashing. I felt happy. I'm so grateful. I'm in such an amazing place.
1: Love it. Love that.
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah. you can do that with any air of your life.
2: Yeah, whatever it is that you want, put yourself in the experience and really tap into um, the thing I like about scripting is it gives us that experience of living that, you know, so often the thing that people have the disconnect about is, you know, well, I don't know what it's like. I don't know. It's like to drive a BMW. Well, you can go test drive it or you can imagine it and you can really get in that experience in your head. Um, or if you've never been to Hawaii before, you know, you can look at pictures and then you can script it and it gives you that chance to imagine in detail and in your brain what it does feel like to be walking on the beach in the sand, you know, and having waves lap around you. And you really get to have that experience before you have it in the physical world, which I think is very valuable. We're talking about attracting the experiences that we want.
1: And it's also so much fun to daydream and, and dream again, like you did when you were a kid almost, right? And it's a really magical, fun world to be in. It's like, that's just a pleasant space to be in, even if it is for 10 minutes a day. It's something that has just been such a great addition to my life. And I know yours and all the people you coach. Um, Tell us, there's a few ways to find you. So let us know what's happening. There's a couple of websites and you've got the new, the book for Manifest 10K just came out.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, you can go to amazon.com and you can get, um, you know, manifest $10,000. You can go to manifest 10 K.com if you uh, want to take the course. And then if you are interested in, um, working together in a coaching relationship, you can go to live your and there's a, the application process is there and the steps to take to do that.
1: And also your podcast manifest it now. That's right. Well, yes. It's really great. You and a, a co a law of attraction coach, Ginny gain um, uh-huh. host the show. And it's really, really great. And you've got, I think what, like 12 or so up there at this point. And, um, I don't know, maybe there are more and I didn't know about it. I should go download more
2: if I can. I'll, I forget. How <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, so look. I'm like, well, they, there should be like, there should be at least like 24. Oh, so wait, I'm going to go check and make sure. Yeah. So there should be uh cause I think we've been doing it for like seven or eight months. Yeah. And that's just a really fun show. That's the feedback I get about that. And we just talk about law of attraction all the time and sometimes we have different perspectives which i love because we can just really talk about it and um because i do think it is a personal thing because it's all about what we believe and so you know what we choose to believe impacts how we interact with the world
1: absolutely thank you so much for joining us i i encourage everyone to listen to your podcast at the very least and definitely uh, suggest the manifest 10k course thank you so much
0: for coming on the show
2: thank you so much for having me it was so much fun
0: Got a passion for Primal? Join Mark Sisson on a mission to save the world. Become a Primal Blueprint certified expert today. With our Dollar Down payment program, it's easier than ever. Just pay $1 to start and $89 a month for the next 12 months. The Primal Blueprint Expert Certification is the most comprehensive online Primal Paleo Certification program of its kind. Explore the fascinating world of ancestral health from the comfort of your own home with this premier multimedia experience, perfect for health and fitness professionals, as well as individuals looking to up-level their Primal practice. Visit PrimalBlueprint.com slash get certified to put a dollar down today.